We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause He hung up on that cross and He rose up from that grave. My God, still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise, we praise you, oh. This is what living looks like, this is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like We praise you, we praise you This is what living looks like This is what freedom feels like This is what heaven sounds like We praise you, we praise you We'll see you break down every wall We'll watch the giants fall Fear cannot survive when we praise you the God of breakthroughs on our side Forever lift Him high With the creation cry God we praise You Oh We praise You Oh There's joy in the house of the Lord There's joy in the house of the Lord today and we won't be quiet We shout out your praise Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sunday service here at The Remnant. Pastor Todd Coconato here. I am excited. I always get excited when we come together because, you know, when God's people come together, something happens, something happens. That's why the scripture says, don't forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Now, I know, of course, we're virtually together right now, even though we're not physically together, but I believe God is going to move this morning because we're going to read his word. And the scripture says the word of God does not return back void. So buckle up, get ready. Uh, we're talking about coming out from among them. This is 
something. I'm not, not getting into my book. It's actually a message that I put together on a similar uh, trajectory is what the book says, similar message. But uh, before we do that, I just want to remind you, we have the core retreat. It's the remnant core group. And basically, it's just the, the core of the remnant, those that consider this their church or you follow this ministry and you'd like to get deeper connected and actually meet each other face to face. We're going to be doing that here in Nashville, August 18, 19, and 20. People are going to come from all over the nation and some either from even from other countries, believe it or not. And they're going to converge on Nashville at the Revival Center. And uh, we may have to get another location depending on how many people are coming out. So this week, I'm going to list all the information, the dates, the times, and places you can stay, the hotels. And we're going to put up an Eventbrite. And even if you've already communicated to me that you're coming, if you can do me a huge favor and just sign up on that Eventbrite, just so we get a number, so we know if we need to get a bigger facility or if we can meet at the Revival Center. Either way, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be action-packed. This last week at the Revival Center on Friday was nothing short of miraculous what God has done there the week before. It's just been going up a level every week. It's just amazing. Uh, what God is doing and and getting people set free and delivered. He's really cleaning his house first because judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. And so I believe the Lord is getting his people set free and cleansed. And I want to tell you, me too, me too, by the way, Uh, I'm always a work in progress and God is always working on me. And I'm always in his presence, seeking his heart on how I can do better as a minister, as a person of God, Uh, what I can be teaching better, who I can be aligning with and who God doesn't want me to align with, things like that. So we're all always growing, at least we should be, growing deeper in our walk with God. So uh, if you're able to come out, let us know. We'd love to see you and uh, come on out to the Revival Center and make sure you sign up this week on the Eventbrite that we put up just so that we know you're coming. And several of you have reached out uh, with questions and we want to answer those questions. So Uh, We just appreciate you. So thank you so much. All right, let's get into the message here. We're going to talk about why it's important and why we need to come out from the modern day Babylon system. And we're going to turn to the scriptures for guidance and inspiration as we delve into this topic. So are you ready? All right, if you're ready, let's go ahead and talk about the call to be set apart, the call to be set apart. And while we're turning in our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 6, 17, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time where we get to get into your word right now. And Lord God, we just appreciate you. We love you. We honor you. We invite your presence, your glory, your glory to speak to us today. Lord God, we are not going to grow weary in doing good. We're understanding more and more what you want of us as remnant warriors in this late hour. We just spoke to Rick Renner this week. He says he believes it's the end of the birth pang. So we are in a, an important period in history right now. And Lord, you say those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you say you're with us until the end of the age. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You say to occupy until you come. And you say it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So I pray today would equip us, would set us up for a success. As we get into your word, that it would it would marinate in our hearts, it grow, the seeds would grow, and they would not return back void. You give us eyes to hear, ears, uh, eyes to see, ears to hear, and that Lord God, uh, you give us an unction of your spirit. I also pray that you'd sanctify me right now as I give this word. As Lord, if there's any areas in my life that I need to repent, I pray that you'd reveal those to me, and then I'd come as a pure vessel before you today in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. All right, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, it says this, the Apostle Paul exhorts us with powerful words. Okay, it says this, therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. This is the call to be set apart. And it resonates throughout the Bible, throughout the scripture, from the Old Testament and the New Testament. God has called his people out of what we call the Babylon system, the system of this world. We're not supposed to be yoked with the things of this world. We're not supposed to be engaging in, 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 in partnership with the things of this world. The scripture says, what place does light have with darkness? I believe, Christian. Remnant warrior, I believe this is one of the main problems that we've had as a body of Christ over the course of the last many years is I believe we've yoked with the world. We tried to look like the world. We tried to act like the world. And that's what's got us caught up. And a lot of people start off well, but they don't finish well. And so, uh, you know, there's people mudslinging online. There's a lot of vile attack and, and just Christians yelling at each other and all this awful stuff, that looks like the world. That's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to do that. He wants us to have division in the body of Christ. Now, I'm not talking about when you call out heresy or you, you call out something that's not of God, false prophecy, things like that. I'm talking about with believers in Christ not engaging in, in the evil, vile rhetoric, back and forths, attacks, those things, the world is watching. We've been talking about that, but not just that. What about in the way that we act in our home? You know, we got kids. Many of us have kids. What type of testimony are we to our children? What are they observing us as we interact with our spouse? What are they observing as we watch different movies and television shows? Are we watching shows that we shouldn't be? Are we engaging in things that we shouldn't be? I know a lot of Christians that drink a lot of alcohol. Is that something we should do when the Bible says be sober, be sober-minded? Uh, do not be drunk. Uh, what about when the scripture says, uh, you know, not to fornicate or, you know, to commit adultery, sin, areas of sin that we've allowed over and over. I know a lot of people that are vaping and smoking. Is that, you know, something that we should be doing as a believer? These are things we need to ask the Holy Spirit. And we need to look at what the scripture says. Coming out from among them means being consecrated. It means being set apart. And I believe this is God's heart. He says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. If you, if you loved him, we're supposed to look like him. We're supposed to be the salt and the light. We're not supposed to blend in with the world. We're not supposed to be so seeker friendly that the, the, the message is so watered down that you can't even tell that we're any different from society, which is very wicked and evil in this hour. So God has chosen us. Number one, chosen as a people. If you're taking notes, write this down. And by the way, the notes are available on my page, my Facebook page, at Real Todd Coconado, we'll put up the notes for this message. In fact, we did that on Saturday, but I'll put them up again as well. Chosen as a holy people. What does that mean? Well, you know, God has chosen us, his people, to be holy and set apart. Where does it say that, Todd? It actually says it in Deuteronomy 14.2. Deuteronomy 14.2. We are called to be distinct from the world around us, not an arrogant or judgmental people. You know, but but that doesn't mean that we don't call out sin. It doesn't mean that we don't walk in discernment. It doesn't mean that we don't test the spirits. But it does mean that we're not supposed to be arrogant, haughty, prideful. What does the scripture say? Pride comes before a fall. But be visible, a visible testament to the transformative power of God's grace working within us. 
let me say that again, be a visible testament to the transformative power of God's grace working within us. So we got to be transformed. You know, when I came out of the world, out of Hollywood, I had a lot of healing I needed to walk through. I had a lot of deliverance that I had to walk through. I had to learn how to treat women. You know, I was, I was treating women in a, in, a, in a worldly way, in a fleshly way. I had to learn to look at women of God as, you know, Proverbs 31 women, but also to, to respect. You know, the scripture says when you get married, you know, your wife is to submit to the husbands. And what are the men just supposed to do? The men are supposed to love them as Christ loved the church. I always tell people that's a, that's a pretty big statement. As Christ loved the church, how does Christ love the church? With agape, with a pure, um, uncompromising, unwavering, unconditional love. Are, are we men? Are we treating our spouse in that way? Are we treating our wives as Christ loved the church? It's a big question, right? I mean, we got to do it. So we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're not in the place in our mind. We're, we're still thinking out of carnality, out of flesh, out of, out of the way that the world responds, out of the way that the world acts, anger, bitterness, covetedness, uh, lust, pride, anxiety, doubt, anger, all those anti-fruits. We've got to have our mind transformed. That's why God says he wants to transform our mind. In fact, it says in Romans 12, 2, Romans 12, 2. It says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. As Christians, our minds should be renewed by the word of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, enabling us to discern between what is righteous and what is not. Now, let me stop there. I really believe God wants us to do this right now. If you're, if you're watching this today and you say, Pastor Todd, I have a real desire to serve the Lord in a righteous manner. I'm tired of the enemy. I'm tired of what the enemy has done in my life, in my family, over the course of my of generations in my family. We've seen him rob. We've seen him steal. Listen, in the courts of heaven, in, 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 in the, the enemy and the demonic looking at our lives, what open doors do we have? What areas in our mind are we, are we conformed to the things of this world? What, what patterns are we still walking in that are not of God. Can we get rid of them today? Yes, we can get rid of them today. God is calling his church, including me, you, all of us, to come out, to be set apart, to be consecrated, to be holy, to be righteous, to close the doors of sin. And so what I wanna do right now before we get into the rest of the message, I wanna pray. And I wanna pray for all of us, including myself, all of us, to ask the Holy Spirit if there's open doors. If there's areas that we need his strength, that we got to abruptly stop now. You know, I, I just this last Friday, there was people that came to the Revival Center that were elders, that were people that had been in the body of Christ serving in positions of authority, in positions of leadership that for years they've carried certain areas of life where they've had an open door. Look, I'm not here to judge you and condemn you. The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. But what I want to see is you set up for success. What I want to see is from this day forward, let today be the first day of the rest of your life. Let's get serious about it. You know, if there's a block, if there's a reason why God hasn't been able to give us all that he has for us, it's because there's an area that we haven't been willing to lay down. 
And when we lay it down, it sets us up for success so that he can then bring not only the blessing, but the open doors that he can bring the areas that he's been wanting to, to elevate you in the ministry, to elevate you to the next step of what he has in the process to take you deeper in him in this season of new. But in order for us to get to that place, we've got to lay down once and for all. And so before we go forward on this message, can we do that right now? Lord, we just want to lay it down. If there's an open door, if there's an area of sin, Lord, I pray each and every person watching, including myself, would take this walk seriously. And that, Lord God, from this day forward, we'd have the strength to stop in the areas of sin. You say that no sin will overtake us. You say that there's nothing that is too strong that we can't stop it, Lord. You've given us the power. You've given us the tools. You've given us all that we need, Lord God. And so I pray today we would lay it down right now. Now, listen, as I'm praying this, I want you to be thinking about one area, two areas, different areas in your life that God has been working on you and convicting you and saying no more. Are you jealous? Are you vindictive? Are you malicious? Are you lashing out of your brokenness to others? Do you have a problem with anger? Do you have a problem with addiction? Do you have a problem with pornography? Do you have a problem, an open door area in your life that God is saying today, 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 I want to take you farther, says the Lord. But today we got to lay it down. Judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. And God wants his church to be cleaned, cleansed, ready for the revival, ready for his fresh move. But we've got a clean house first. In order for us to go where we're going to go as a remnant, we've got to clean house, transform. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Who is watching this today and you're saying, I'm ready, pastor. I'm ready to renew my mind. And listen, I'm going to tell you something before we pray again right here. This whole thing about when the angelic visitation happened to me in my sleep and, and you know, it caused me to write the new book that's out there right now, Come Out From Among Them. Many of you have received it already. It's available on PastorToddBook.com. But let me tell you something about this book. It's changed my life. Not because I wrote it, because of what God said for me to do. And listen, there's been alignments. There's been people that I've had on my show. Can I just be completely transparent? There's been people I've had on my show. There's been ministries that I've aligned with because I wanted to see the best in them. I wanted to believe that they had a pure motive. And then God showed me something. Not all of them. There's many, many good ministries, many amazing people that we are aligned with, that we love. But I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. First of all, I can't be a people pleaser. Second of all, I got to serve an audience of one. If I've had somebody on my program in the past one time or something, and then I learned something about them that wasn't something that was pleasing the Lord, and everybody's got their faults. No one's perfect. So I, I have grace. And it's not that I'm against them as a person or I'm going to smear them or attack them or wish them any harm. But coming out from among them means when you see that somebody is not in alignment with the scripture, not in alignment with the word of God, doing some weird stuff, fleecing the saints, doing something, I'm not going to have them on my show again. I'm not going to be aligning with them going forward. 
taking advantage of God's people in the flesh. And maybe it's just a season. Maybe God will work. We pray God works on their heart. But this is what God has been ministering to my heart is like, Todd, you know, when you validate somebody or you have somebody on, you're telling everybody they're great and everything. And meanwhile, you know, if you know there's an area, an open door in their life and you've you know confronted it and they're not willing to change that area or maybe they started ghosting you. You know, I've had a couple ministers ghost me because they don't want to hear it. I tried to go to them like the scripture says and talk about something and they just, you know, I don't publicly out these people most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, unless the Lord prompts me to do so because that's not my ministry. That's not what I'm here for. But being set apart, coming out from among them means when you see something that's unscrupulous, you don't yoke with that person. You wait for the Lord to work on their heart and for them to repent, and then maybe you can realign with them. It's not, it's not about wishing bad on them. It's about what kind of witness are you? We, we're, we're to abstain from even the appearance of evil. Now, listen, are there going to be times when I do something that probably you know, upsets somebody on here? Yeah, all the time. And so I just hope you know my heart is to be righteous is to be right before the lord i am human you know but my heart though is to do what's right uh we had a, a couple of our leaders out you know to dinner the other night and uh you know we were talking about an issue and i got home and my wife and i were talking about it and i had to send a text and just say you know what if if in any way that that came out in a way that it shouldn't have i want to repent to you and they all text back and said you know what we didn't feel that at all but you know we're we were appreciative of your heart and look, the Lord was convicting me of something I said. I'm just going to be honest. This is the type of thing, and I'm no better than anybody on here. What I'm saying is we've, we've got to be repentant. We've got to be uh, searching our hearts constantly to see if we've misspoke or if we've said something. I mean, not being paranoid, but having a desire for righteousness. Are we teachable? Are, are, we, con are we listening to the conviction of the Holy Spirit? Are, are we... Are we teachable that's the big one you know accountable and this is what this is transformed by the renewing of our minds coming out of the modern day babylon system before we get in that let's just go ahead and pray now again lord if there's an area that as we're hearing this today and, and the truth of your word is being spoke and if there's a conviction of your spirit i pray we heed it and you're showing us look you want us to be set apart that's where the anointing comes from consecration holy righteousness have a heart for you, obeying your commands. Not being perfect, but being righteous. Being good repenters. I pray, Lord God, you'd show us these things. And if anybody's watching right now and they need to lay something down right now at the foot of your cross, if they need to lay it down right now before we move forward, I pray that we do that right now. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I want to just say this. Some of you are dealing with financial challenges. You've been dealing with extra warfare and you're wondering why some of these things are happening. I'm gonna tell you, not all cases, but some of them, it's because there's an open door. God's asked you to, to, to repent of something and you haven't. He's asked you to stop it and you haven't. Stop it today. Lay it down at the foot of the cross. Don't go forward. You wanna be a leader. You want the Lord to raise you up, but he's, he's literally patient. And the reason why he's not doing it is because you haven't laid this thing down. Hallelujah. All right, part two here, coming out of the modern-day Babylon system. What does that look like? Well, there's an allure. There's an allure of the Babylonian culture. You look at it in Hollywood, you know, the idols of this world. In today's world, we're surrounded by a culture that promotes self-indulgence, materialism, sin, and moral relativism. The Babylon, Babylonian system symbolizes the world's allure 
tempting us to conform and compromise our Christian values. Let me tell you something about this. You will never, ever, ever have to conform, capitulate, compromise to get to your calling. I, I think about people like Kirk Cameron that God has used in Hollywood, myself, others. If we compromise to get there, the anointing wouldn't be there. If we compromise to get there, we'd miss the mark and we'd miss God's anointing. Never is he going to make you compromise to get to where you need to go. Never. Never is he going to do that. And let me tell you some of the dangers of conformity. The dangers of conformity to the Babylon system are numerous. We risk diluting our faith. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. The church of Laodicea, what does he say? Spits them out of his mouth. Spits them out. Buh. Buh. Think about that. I don't want, you know, out of here. Depart from me, worker of iniquity. I never knew you. They, they cast out demons in my name, says the Lord. But I never knew them. I don't want to be that person. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for moving right now. I just believe it's resonating in some of your hearts what God is saying to his people. This is his message in this hour. He comes back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. We can't be that watered-down church anymore. We can't be the conformed church anymore. There's numerous risks, diluting our faith, compromising our moral standards, succumbing to worldly desires, opening our, our heart to sin, open doors. By coming out of the system, we can safeguard our relationship with God and stay aligned with his purposes. So what are his purposes? Okay, the purpose of being set apart. Reflecting God's image. Reflecting God's image. As a set-apart people, we reflect God's image to the world. We're literally the salt and the light. We are his body, the ecclesia. What we do is we represent God. To know him and to make him known. What is the Great Commission? Go and make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the power. This is the power. We reflect God's image. Our distinctiveness should attract others to love, mercy, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're called to live in such a way that our actions and attitudes bear witness to the transformative power of Christ in us. We're wondering, why are miracles happening? Why are things happening? Because we're, we're conformed. We're not set apart. How are we going to operate as, as children of the Most High God reflecting His image if we look just like the world, if we act just like the world? If we haven't come out of the Babylon system, we haven't transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we do that? Baptize in the spirit of God. Baptize in the spirit. Acts chapter two. Suddenly, suddenly the spirit of the Lord came. Hallelujah. Number two is kingdom living. Kingdom living. Being set apart, we participate in God's kingdom agenda. Are you a kingdom builder? Are you a kingdom person? Is your mission kingdom? Are you building your own kingdom? What, what is it that motivates us? Are we motivated by God? Are we motivated by his spirit? Are we motivated by vision? Are we, are we in the river of living water? Are we seeking his face? Are we calling upon his name? Are we going deeper in our walk? Are we getting into his word? Are we getting deeper in our faith? What are we doing? Kingdom agenda. Our lives should be characterized by the righteousness, justice, and compassion of the Most High God, of his word, of his scripture. 
We're called to be agents of change, seeking the welfare of others and promoting God's kingdom values in our spheres of influence. What are his kingdom values? The scripture. What's the scripture? You know, the fruit of the spirit, you know, love, kindness, patience, self-control, you know, long-suffering, mercy, grace, love, 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 love. Now, it doesn't mean sloppy agape. It doesn't mean that we love so much that we're part of this woke culture that says love is love. No, love is not love. Love is not love. It's God's love. It's unconditional love. It's his agape, but it, there's, a, there's a system of checks and balances. We've got to be led by the Spirit. What grieves God should grieve us. What grieves God should grieve us. Christian, hear what I'm saying right now. What grieves God should grieve us. If it doesn't, we're not in line with the Spirit. We, we should have a conviction. We should hate sin, not the sinner. Hate the sin. You hate it so much, you don't want to do it anymore. You're so tired of it. You're so sick of it. You don't want to separate yourself from God. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall famine, shall nakedness, shall peril or sword, shall persecution, nothing. But you know what does? Sin. Open doors. Areas that we've left unchecked in our lives. When God says to come out from among them. Let us remember the importance of heeding the call. The call to come out from among them and be set apart. Our faith requires us to swim against the tide of worldly values and to embrace the transformative power of God's grace within us. We must strive to be a holy people, reflecting God's image and participating in kingdom agenda. Hallelujah. You know, somebody told me one time, they said, it was like this guy, he had a, real thick New York accent. He was a friend of mine. And he said, you like a salmon, Todd. He said, you like a salmon. I said, what do you mean? He says, you're swimming upstream. You're like a salmon. <laughs> what did he mean? He meant that I was going against the culture, counterculture, God's way, not the way of the world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We don't look like the world. We don't act like the world. We're not conformed to the world. We're like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. We're standing for righteousness in an hour of of conformity and an hour of sin. It's such a dark hour. So I was talking about, I had Rick Renner on my program the other day, powerful man of God. We talked about many things. If you haven't seen the interview, highly recommend it. And we were talking about these things and about the, the lateness of the hour and the fact that the church can't be conformed. We can't look like the world. We, that shouldn't be our aspiration to look like the world, to act like the world, get the accolades of man. You know, what are we doing? Are we feeding our ego? Are we feeding our pride? Or are we doing kingdom? Everything that we do should go through the lens of kingdom. Is it kingdom? Is this kingdom? What am I doing today? And I'm not saying you can't go and have a day with the family or go hit the gym. You know, I hit the gym these days. You know, I'm trying to get back in shape. You know, you got to have a life. I'm not saying that. But, but our life should be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Our, our conviction should be empowered by God's word, by his spirit. Our mission should be God's spirit. You know, what do we do? What do we do today to be the best representatives of you? I know we talk about this a lot, but, you know, this is where we're at. People say, what, what do we do? How do we change the culture? Culture is downstream of the church. I talk about all the time. The conformed church, the watered-down church, the Laodicean church, the compromised church is not going to change anything. But the empowered church changes everything. When an empowered Christian walks in the room, the atmosphere shifts. 
When an empowered Christian walks in the room, it's a game changer. People are getting healed. They're getting delivered. Everything is changed. Why? Because we carry the mantle. We carry the anointing. How does that come? It comes from being set apart, my friends. We, we don't want to walk in the room and just be a Jane Doe or a John Smith. <laughs> we want to we walk in the room and it's like the whole thing shifts. All of a sudden, people are on the floor experiencing the glory. All of a sudden, people are getting healed from bondage, from sin. All of a sudden, they're feeling the agape, the love of Christ. It's a transformative power. That's what the gospel message is. It's transformative. It changes everything. You can't go back to the old you. You don't want to participate in sin because you have such a reverence. You have such a love for the Father. The last thing you want to do is displease him. The last thing you want to do is quench his spirit. Are you here? It's transformative. If somebody hasn't been transformed, if your mind hasn't been renewed, then you're not stepping into it. You're not experiencing the encounter of the Holy Spirit. It's a form of godliness, but you're denying the power. If you're in the river of living water, it's completely transformative. It's such a game changer that there's no way you can go back. If you step into the transformative power of God, you can't possibly be the person you once were. You have been completely shifted, completely changed. There's no going back. It's, it's, it's a game changer. You'll never be that person again. Once you taste the sweetness of the Holy Spirit, there's no turning back. I think there's a lot of Christians that haven't encountered God. Or you, you have a form of godliness. And listen, I'm not here to say you're some awful person, but I'm just saying step into all of it. If this message didn't impact you today, I don't know what will. Because the Spirit of God is moving right now in this place. He's moving wherever you are. I feel his anointing in this, in this studio right now. God is moving on the earth. Why would you want to miss out? You don't. You can be a history maker. God has called you for such a time as this. Oh, Pastor Todd, you don't know what they said about me. Oh, Pastor Todd, you don't understand the war in my home. Oh, Pastor Todd, you don't understand. My kids are in utter rebellion. Pastor Todd, we have no finances. Listen, who are you? Are you a child of the most high God or not? Are you transformed by the renewing of your mind or not? Are you empowered by the Holy Spirit or not? Because when you walk in a transformative calling, everything changes. And you understand that God is your provider, Jehovah Jireh. He is the God of peace. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisei. I'm telling you, you understand the names of God, who he is, what he wants to do in your life. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Are you getting this? This is the ability to have a different life from this day forward is what this is. This is an open door. You've been waiting for an open door. This is your open door. Be transformed. Come out from among the world. Don't participate in the lies of the pit of hell. God wants you to be set apart. Is it going to be glamorous? I'm not saying that. Listen, do I have warfare? Yes. Are there a lot of people that don't accept me, don't like me? Yeah, there are. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to bring the message of God. You know, when I watch an old David Wilkerson sermons, I see this man speaking truth 
and it wasn't popular. And you know what people are doing nowadays? They're playing his messages. He's gone to be with the Lord since the mid-2000s. But you know what? People are playing his messages. They've gained popularity now. Why? Because that man was ahead of his time. He was calling the body to consecration. He was grieved by some of the, the things that he saw. I'm not saying everything he said was 100% correct. He was human just like all of us. But you know what? He had a hunger. This is what God is looking for, people that have a hunger, that they want to go deeper, they, that we want to be growing every season. We want to be going in such a way that we're humble before the Lord. Therefore, come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Do you want to be received by God today? Do you want to lay down that area of flesh, compromise, discouragement, anger, bitterness, malice, sin, 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 hate it, hate sin, not the sinner. We've got to get to the place that we hate that sin so much that we stop engaging in it because we don't want to grieve God. We serve an audience of one. What do you, somebody asked me, a precious man of God, he said, he said what, do you, what do you mean when you say that? I said, this is exactly what I mean. When we say serve an audience of one, I mean we are not here for the approval of man. We're not taking a public opinion poll of our life. What we're concerned about is are we pleasing God in our actions? Are we doing what God has called us to do? Is he, is he able as a good father to give us everything that he has for us? Or is he waiting because we still haven't laid it all down? Your marriage is tough. Speaking to someone right now, your marriage is tough. And you, you, you say, Pastor, you don't understand the warfare in my home. Oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I, I've walked through many different things over the last 25 years. Many, many different things. Seen many things in ministry. Many, many things. Had many couples in my office. Precious couples. We've walked through so many different things. I'm not saying I've been through everything, but I understand a lot of things. But you know who understands more than me? I get it. You got a tough situation. It's, it's painful. It's gripping. You feel like you're in a vice. You feel the pressure. You say, Pastor, how do I get through this? I'm telling you right now, God wants you to come out. Separate your mind from these things. Get into the spirit of God. Step into the river today. Watch the, you know, get into the word of God. Watch what he does. He's got a plan for you. He's not done moving on your behalf. He's going before you. He's making a way. Be like those elders that came to service that were humble enough to admit they had open doors. And they came up and they wept in my arms. Precious people of God. And you know what? God's going to use them. Why? Because they were willing to admit their sin and to get healing. That's God is cleaning his house. Because in order for us to have the great awakening, the move of God that we're all praying for, and it's already started, but in order for us to go any further, the house of God has to be clean. Touch not any unclean thing. I'm going to read this one more time, and then we're going to go ahead and pray here. Did you get something from today? I really believe God is moving right now. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this message. Therefore, come out from among them and be set apart. Be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, God. Let's pray.
Lord, thank you for every person that's watching right now all around the world. I pray this message goes to the highways and the byways. I pray it gets to those that need to hear it. I pray a special blessing, a special favor, a special anointing on them today. I pray you renew the weary, the minds that are so beat down, those that have just wanted to give up and have almost done it. But somehow they came here today and I don't think it's a mistake. In fact, I know it's not. Lord, renew their mind. Fresh fire in Jesus' name. Fresh fire in Jesus' name. Fresh fire in Jesus' name. Right now, renew their mind to the top of their heads, the soles of their feet. Let them be game changers when they walk in the room. It shifts, the atmosphere shifts because of the anointing and their obedience to serve you, God. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're not conformed. I pray you'd break every conformity that you convict our hearts of any sin, that we'd come to hate sin, not the sinner, but the sin. That we'd get in line with you, God, and that in doing so, Lord, you'd open doors, you'd put a fresh anointing, favor, blessing, so that we can be about our calling, be about your business, Lord, in this very critical hour. Hallelujah. Don't miss what God's doing right now. Don't miss what God's, I know this is an online broadcast. Don't miss what God's doing. Listen, the spirit of God is moving. On my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel anything. On my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel a thing. But if you feel something right now, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It comes through prayer. It comes through seeking God's face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a woman on here. Right now, you're listening to this. There's a woman on here. Some would consider you elderly, but I, I think you got a lot more living to do. But you've been carrying a burden. You've been carrying heaviness for so long. And everything that you carry, it's legit. Like, it is a burden. It is heavy. But what God wants you to do today is lay it down at the foot of the cross. Lay down that burden. You've been praying for somebody in your life, and it's been so heavy, and it's caused you to be weary. It's caused you to be weary. And so what people are seeing right now is they're feeling and they're experiencing your weariness. And so God wants you to lay that down today because he wants you to have a renewed mind. And a renewed mind is laying down the burden at the foot of the cross. God, this is your burden to bear. Doesn't mean you stop praying. But, the, but what's happening, what God is showing me right now is this has become a vice because you're carrying this weight around with you and God wants you to lay it down. If that's you, will you just lay it down right now? Yes, I'm speaking to you. Yes, you've been carrying a burden. Lay it down. I see a, a man that's watching this. You got a mustache. You're a little bit heavy set. I don't say that in a rude way or a mean way, but I'm just describing you. And you've been dealing with a vice. There's a vice in your life. There's something that you've been, you've been looking at pornography, the Lord's showing me. And you've been a leader. You've been a leader. And God has given you tremendous mercy because he knows your heart. But today the Lord is saying, you've got to stop that. Stop it. I'm talking to you. And I don't say it in a mean way. It's not coming from a mean spirit. God wants you to stop that repetitive sin because it's blocking the blessing. But not only are you doing that, it's bringing in all kinds of things in your marriage, in your life, and all those that are in your life. You don't understand how far-reaching this sin is. It's an open door for the enemy. It's brought health problems, high blood pressure, weight issues. This is all related to that sin. I know the world won't tell you that. God's saying today, stop it, stop it. That's why he had you on here. 
and you're starting to weep right now. You're literally, your eyes are tearing up because you know I'm talking to you. Will you reach out to me so I can pray for you? You can email me at pastortodd.org. Just go there. Say, that was me today, and I need your help, Pastor Todd. I need your agreement in prayer. I will agree with you. I will not tell a single soul, but I'll agree with you, and I'll put you on my prayer list so I can be praying for you. Saints, I'm telling you, we got to get rid of these vices. We got to get rid of these open doors. We got to get rid of these areas of sin. If we don't get rid of it, the enemy's going to just keep devouring. You know, he comes like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. This is time to be serious. Serious. That's what the remnant is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a woman on here. This is kind of hard for me to say, so please forgive me, but you've been... You've been doing things sexually with yourself that you should not be doing. And it's, it's displeasing to the Lord, and it's an open door in your life. Stop. It's holding you back from something, something big. God has a blessing. Look, I know you probably never hear people talk about this. This is the thing. When God puts something on my heart, and, and listen, I pray a guarding of everybody's mind right now in Jesus' name, okay? We don't say this to, to be saying things that are, you know, not what you normally hear in a church service. I say this because it's the prompting of the spirit of God. God is cleaning his house right now. We have to understand what's happening. These areas of sin have gone unchecked. Somebody else on here, you've been sleeping with your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You've been, that, that is fornication. It's a sin and it's blocking the blessing in your life. And you know what else it's doing? It's opening doors in your life, and you don't understand why you've been attacked so hard. Stop. I've never heard a pastor talk like this. Well, you know what? This is the problem. We haven't addressed so many. You know, we talk about the gay lifestyle. We talk about pedophilia. We talk about sex trafficking. But we don't confront these things. And, and so many people for years and years have had these open doors, years and years and years. And we wonder why the church is in the state it's in. Stop it. Today, one more prayer before we go. Lord, I just said some pretty, pretty out there stuff. Praying you cover this broadcast. My heart is not to be perverse in any way. My heart is not to, to speak things that I shouldn't. I want to avoid even the appearance of evil. But you had me address these areas because there are people that are watching this, that are engaging in these areas, and you're calling them out so that we as a group, because you're cleaning the church, and you're telling us to come out from among them, but yet they haven't been addressed, and we have to address sin, and that's why you had me speak on it. So I pray we'd consecrate today. I pray we would stop these areas, these open doors. We wonder why we have all the problems that we do, but we leave these doors open. Today we consecrate as a group, in Jesus' name. Woo, we've had service today, let me tell you. That's what the remnant is. We address all areas of sin. We speak it out. We talk about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance of sin. We get you set free, delivered, and healed. And then we go about the business of the Lord. Amen. Hey, listen, I got about two more minutes here. I just want to tell you this. If you've listened to the message today, you say, Pastor, I've never heard anybody talk like this, but I'm convicted. That's the spirit of God that's convicting you. And God wants to change your life today. He wants you to move forward in a new wineskin season, season of new. Greater things are yet to come. He's not done. He's not done in your life. He's not done in your situation. You are an overcomer. 
transformed by the renewing of your mind. You say, pastor, I just want to make sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. If that's you, just lift your hand right now. That's me, pastor. I've sinned. I've fallen short. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But today you want to repent. Today you want to get right. Today you're coming back. You're coming back to your relationship with God. Or it's the first time. Lift your hand wherever you are. Just lift your hand right now. Doesn't matter if there's people in the room or there's no one in the room. Lift your hand right now. God sees it. That's me, Pastor Todd. I want to make sure. I don't want to have another day go by. I want to make sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, or if Jesus were to come, that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If that's you, right now, just pray this prayer after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this message today. It's convicted me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are Lord. Today, I consecrate my life to you. I will never go back. Never, ever, ever. It's a new season. And I thank you, God, for your cross. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. What a service, what a day. Come out from among them. Be consecrated. August 18th, 19th, and 20th here in Nashville. We will meet. We will spend those three days together. You can come in, uh, you know, midday on Friday. You can leave right after the service on Sunday morning. Get back to wherever you got to go. You got to leave earlier. You got to come late. I understand. Just get here whenever you can. We'd love to spend some time with you. If you can't make it this time, we'll have some more in the future. You can always visit us on Friday nights at 6 p.m. at the Revival Center, the RRC. We're putting together a team there, and pretty soon God is going to open up more nights, and we're going to walk forward with the vision of the Revival Center. I got a book out. Come out from among them. It's available at PastorToddBook.com. PastorToddBook.com. You can go there and order it today. Uh, I believe it's a really interactive book that we can grow. It's a strategy. It's a roadmap, if you will, how to be successful as a people of God in this very wicked hour. And finally, we are supported by you. Your your tithes, your offerings, how we're able to do the teachings, the podcast. It's, 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 there's a production cost. There's so many different costs that we incur every week. And we try to keep it as lean and mean as we can but I need your support. I need partners. We take some very difficult stands. I'm going to tell you something. If you appreciate this ministry, let me tell you something. When I take a difficult stand, people stop tithing. And so I need the remnant warriors to have our back on this. I really need your help. We need partners. Even if you're able to give 10, 15, $20 a month, please go to pastortodd.org or you can go to toddcoconado.com slash give. It's how we do what we do. And we, we are fully listener supported. And I greatly appreciate you tremendously. And by the way, those donations are tax deductible as well. And so thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. We will continue to stand for righteousness. We will not back down. We will not grow weary in doing good. We stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. And remember this, wherever there is a remnant, it means God is not done moving. Amen. Tune into the podcast this week. We bless you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So let him turn it in your favor Watch him work it for your good He's not done with what he started He's not done until it's good Hello peace
Let the light on. 